0: we got a lot of different things coming at you today okay and i'm just sensing
1: a little bit of a lull right now that you don't got time for that. All
2: right let's go break it break it Glenn
1: Woo!
0: ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention i've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story and i need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and
1: 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into to a short edition of RCST with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Hey. And on today's edition of the show, we are out super early. 350 <laughs> is when pregame coverage is going to take over for KU Samford with first pitch scheduled for four o'clock. You can hear the entirety of the action here on KLWN. Of course, we have a bunch of RCST trivia to get to. We're supposed to have four matchups today, but I think we're only going to get to three of them on the show. And then the other one we'll have to play tomorrow. Uh, And a big reason why is there's some pretty big news for KU coming into the day. Wait, really? Yeah. Obviously, tomorrow we're waiting on the McKenzie and Baco decision. But today, it is Ernest Uday who is going to be transferring out. Today is the deadline when players can enter into the transfer portal. There have been some last-minute NBA portal entrants like Arthur Columa from Clayton, Creighton and a couple other big names, and now Ernest Duday transfers out of the program.
2: Yeah, this one's tough. This one's tough uh, because, obviously, with the decision of Zuby Edgeford to answer the transfer portal last week, uh, I think the immediate reaction was, that kind of sucks, but he was going to be a third big. Now you just roll with Hunter Dickinson, and then Ernest Duday who is going to see potentially an expanded role and a guy that could develop into somebody that could be really, really great. I think that was kind of the vision probably for the coaching staff, certainly for fans. that was thinking, okay, Ernest will be a backup this year with Hunter Dickinson. Dickinson leaves next year. It's, Ernest, it's Ernest's job. And at that point, he can shine in the way that I think a lot of people hope he can. Uh, so it, it sounded like there was maybe some back and forth about even before Hunter Dickinson committed, if Ernest Uday might consider it. Uh, but after the Dickinson commitment plus the Zubi transferring, I think for most people, including us probably, it was it just became a, oh, of course, of course Ernest Uday is going to stay and, and be the backup, right? Well, turns out that was maybe a bad assumption uh, because, or listen, Ernest days is a, a McDonald's All-American, top 50 recruit. He could easily start for a lot of different programs and probably be the focal point of the offense for a lot of different programs around the country. And I think I guess at the end of the day that was ultimately more appealing to him than playing behind Under Dickinson and playing at Kansas, which is, is disappointing, right? But listen, we literally had this exact conversation actually on yesterday or the Wednesday show about how at this point it's it would be foolish to assume that any player on your team is automatically guaranteed to stay on your team the whole for their whole career, right? We just had that
1: conversation. And I mean, then, it feels like we and then should we, change that to uh, guaranteed to be on your team for a week at this point. And then like, we fell
2: into the trap of just, every day. And then we fell into the trap after after talking about that. We fell into the trap of just thinking, oh, of course Ernest will be on the team. Of course he's not going to transfer. And then this happens. So it's definitely disappointing. Uh, but I think from, from the standpoint of Ernest himself, it's, you have to understand why, right? Like a chance to go potentially start somewhere and be the focal point of an offense – and, and be the guy, right? It's it's always that discussion back and forth of do you want to be the guy or do you want to have a chance to maybe win a national championship? And for some players who dream of maybe going onto the NBA, which Ernest Sude was one of those guys, going somewhere to be just the guy to demonstrate his skills and put the spotlight on himself for a year, that may be more appealing because of his long-term goal of reaching the NBA, of, of playing professionally, right? And so that... I, that I think is probably the most the most uh, logical reason as to why this decision was made. Uh, it for Kansas it certainly hurts, but I, yeah, I mean for Ernest, it, it makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, he's a guy that like I said, could easily go anywhere probably you know 90% of other programs around the country and be the starter. So that's the decision that he that he has made and it, it puts Kansas in a bit of a more of a a difficult spot I think for long term. Obviously, they're going to have Hunter Dickinson for this year, so in the short term, it's a bit of a bummer, but I think this iteration of Kansas, 2023-2024, will be fine. But in the future, Ernest Uday was one of those guys that I think maybe you hoped was going to be K.J. Adams-esque, where he would stick around and develop and become a real pillar of the program, and that's just uh, not how the cards were dealt in this case.
1: Yeah, so I, I think that... From the Ku perspective, obviously, if you're Bill Self, this is not somebody that you wanted to lose. Uh, but this is kind of the price of the game of bringing on Hunter Dickinson, where he said, "You know, I could play eight to ten minutes this year, and then maybe be the the starting center next year." But I guess we don't know for sure is Hunter Dickinson yeah. going to be back for a second year or not? Because technically, he could. Yeah, and, and we, he says we may have
2: been over overestimating the amount of minutes available for Ernest Day because Dickinson played 33 minutes a game at Michigan. So instead of so like when we have this discussion earlier this week, it was like, oh, we're gonna still get fifteen to twenty minutes a game. I don't well, I don't remember saying that. Well it was the but the discussion was like fifteen ish, was I think I've season. been saying eight to ten the whole way. You have been?
1: Yeah. Um I I think that you could make the argument that if he was that good, maybe he could get up to twelve, similar to what Klingon did for Yukon. But I mean, realistically there weren't enough. The idea for him becomes, you know, I just want to be a starter somewhere else. It's a risk for him, though, because he could have played this one year as a backup. Seen what Hunter Dickinson was going to do and then said, if Hunter Dickinson's coming back, then I'll transfer. If Hunter Dickinson's going, I'll be the starting center because now he's using up. I mean, think about it. If the NCAA is saying they're going to crack down on these two-time transfer guys, you know, you're you're making a risk transferring this early in your career hypothetically. But yeah, I mean, you have no future coverage at the center position. Now, how much of a big deal is that? Maybe not because you can just go back in the transfer portal, bring in somebody else. You can go into the uh, recruiting class with freshmen, bring in somebody else. So there's always going to be future pieces. It's not as if, like, this isn't like, uh, you know, some professional sport, like with Major League Baseball, where it's like, oh, if we don't re-sign this guy, you know, what are we going to do uh, to fill the outfield position? Like, you might not be able to sign another good outfielder. You might have to, you know, sign a, a first baseman with that money or something. That's not really the case. Like, they're going to fill the scholarships in some way. But it definitely makes things kind of hectic here down the stretch, because it felt like, if McKenzie Mbaco picks KU tomorrow, it felt like that was going to be kind of the completion of the roster, the completion of the rotation. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it might be still the completion of the rotation, I guess. Like, maybe KJ slides to being more of a five or something. But you have three open scholarships right now. Three. And even if you get Mbaco, that leaves you with two. And now, you're left with no depth at the center position. You could in theory, be okay at center. If Hunter Dickinson's playing 30, 32 minutes a game, you play the other 8-10 to for KJ Adams. Boom. You covered all 40 minutes at center. But what happens if KJ rolls an ankle one week? You're playing Hunter Dickinson all 40 minutes of the game? You know, what happens if Hunter Dickinson gets in foul trouble that game when KJ's out? You're going to play a a 200-pound Marcus Adams at the 5? If you land McKenzie and Baco, he's listed at 205 pounds. He going to play the 5? I mean, I guess you might, but that's not really ideal, right? So I think I think because of this all, there is now a lot of pressure on the Hunter Dickinson pickup to work out in an elite level. And to be clear, the odds are in your favor that it will work out in an elite level because he is a really good player coming into a perfect system with Bill Self the way he wants to utilize him and the way that he could work out for them. But if it doesn't work out, you're going to get some spurned donors talking about the massive NIL checks that they had to, to pay for him. They're going to be mad about that. Um, also, you're going to be talking about, oh, we don't have the other center options. Um, if he comes back for year two, it doesn't really matter that Ernest and Zubi transferred away. It probably doesn't. But if he goes, if he leaves after one year where he has a good season, but KU is like a four seed and they make they don't make it out of the first weekend and he's a good player but not a great player, then all of a sudden, this move that you brought in Hunter Dickinson is going to be more criticized with with you know
2: hindsight 2020 goggles. Yeah, I think that's fair because you're right. I mean, in the in the chase for Dickinson, in the circus of trying to get Dickinson, you mentioned how how is that going to make other guys in the locker room feel? Well, they end up getting Dickinson and look what happened, right? Zuby leaves and, and Ernest leaves. Now, and that's not necessarily, I'm not saying they left because of the proper circumstance of it, but that probably factored into it, right? Like, And the idea of the reported, alleged NIL money that Hunter Dickinson was going to receive. Maybe Ernest Sude thinks he can get some more NIL money somewhere else. And he felt a little slighted by the the love that Hunter Dickinson was getting from KU, right? Mm. So there's probably other, you know, lots of different factors involved here. But also, I think you're right. In the short term, Kansas will more than likely be just fine. And even in the medium to long term, I guess if you want to call it, like in the next two years or so, they might still end up being fine, right? But this just, this just goes back to the idea of this current era of constructing your rosters where now you've just lost another guy off of the team that was a familiar face coming back from last year. So now you look at the roster for this year and it's DeWan Harris and KJ Adams. And I think that's it now, right? Was the only two guys that come back from last yep. year?
1: Two scholarship players and four returning walk-ons, I believe. So that's. I'm
2: not going to say that's bad, but it's like it it's, could be. It might not. It's just. It's, it's clear they have
1: talent. It's clear they have the talent to yeah. win it all. It's clear they have the talent to do some special things. We also know the past Bill Self teams have been at their best with continuity. Now this is a different world we're in because a lot of times that continuity is also successful because it's experienced college basketball players well they don't have the continuity but Hunter Dickinson's experience Nick Timberlake is experience he's a six-year player Arterio Morris has experience at the Big 12 level that they will have experience it just won't be continuity so how much will that matter I don't know that's going to be a real real big question I do think that going back to something I lobbed out a week ago you know the idea of this being one of the more unlikable KU teams I'm not saying people are going to dislike them I'm not saying that people are going to stop showing up the games or stop caring and at the end of the day People are all they're going to care about. Are they winning games? Did they win a title? Did they make a Final <laughs> Fourth? That's all that's going to matter. But I, I think right now there are real like KU fans who are kind of rolling their eyes at like the idea of, man, I I part of the reason I love college basketball, I love KU, is because I get to see these players grow up. I get to see players that I get used to and now you have like all of that gone. And so it's going to be a very weird year watching KU. We do have to get out here, though. Uh, we'll spend more time tomorrow talking Ernest today. We have three trivia matchups coming at you. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN, Depend on it. <laughs> Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk. We have some RCST trivia coming at you today. Very short show, so we're just going to get right into it and uh, we are brought to you by Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, 23rd Street Brewery, River at Print and Skate, Mini Jerseys, Jayhawk Trophy, Home Field Apparel, Sporting KC2, McDonald's, and Mr. D's Auto Wash. One of our title sponsors, Pella Windows and Doors. Next trivia question, what Windows and Doors provider has been serving Kansas since 1957? The answer, your locally owned Pella Windows and Doors of Kansas with six showrooms across the state from Lawrence to Dodge City. Got a Windows and Doors project? Pella Kansas is here, locally owned and proudly serving Jayhawks for over 65 years with windows and door solutions for every home and any budget. Schedule your free consultation at PellaKansas.com. Alright, so uh, our first matchup of the day, the 10-seed Jared Lenz, the 15-seed Justin Waysmuth in the River Rat Print and Skate region. Nick, real quick, uh, your buddy Jared is going. Do you think he yep. is prepared or do you think he's going to fall flat?
2: I, I'm I'm really nervous if he gets any questions earlier than like 2000. He, <laughs> he, I was talking to him earlier in the week and he was like, if I get any questions earlier than 2000, I have no chance. And I was like, Bro, have you ever heard of studying? Like, what do you what do you mean? What are you doing? You got all this time got off two between weeks. games. You're not reviewing film. You're not watching tape. What are you What are you doing? So I I don't know. I'm actually pretty nervous for him. Okay. Well, Justin's rested. He got the easy
1: win over Nick. Let's get into the matchup. Well, this is a, a an unfortunate one. We've had a couple people that didn't show up for first round matchups. It hasn't happened for a second round matchup. Usually it doesn't. And funny enough, Justin, who advanced over Nick because, because Nick he did not show up. Yep. Justin technically did show up. He started in the Zoom. We saw him. We saw him. We literally but we couldn't saw him. him with our eyeballs. His audio wasn't working, so he left. Didn't hear from him. What's going on? About five minutes later, we heard from Justin. He said, "My audio is not working. Sorry, I'll try again next year." So, wow. Um, I guess he just waved the white flag. Very odd. But now that means Jared. As long as he can answer a really easy question, he's going to move on to the sizzling sixteen. So, uh, Jared, I, I guess. What do you do with this? Like, because there are clear questions about. Uh, how good of a contestant now you are going to the Sizzling 16 off of this or is it just because people are scared of you? Is that why do you think they're they're bowing out?
0: So you know what they say the best ability is availability <laughs> and I've shown up to the to the ballpark twice now, done my part and I guess I'm, I'm being rewarded with an a advancement to the Sizzling, what is it? The Sizzling, sizzling 16. 16? Yes. Thank you for it not feels, this yeah. suit. It,
2: it feels fake to me. This feels like a fake run to me. <laughs>
0: I don't well, know. So it feels good, I guess. Um, don't think we've earned it, but we're gonna earn it in the in the next round.
1: Okay. Well, all you have to do you is answer this round first. Yeah, you gotta answer a really easy yeah, right, question sorry. right. I'm getting ahead of myself. And then you will uh, move on. And congratulations! As long as you do that, you will receive a gift card to 23rd Street Brewery. You will receive an RCST Trivia T-shirt from River at Print and Skate, and you get some tickets to Sporting KC two upcoming games. So uh, cool for you. All right, you uh, you ready? Do you want to go first or first?
0: Um, I think I'll go first.
1: Good choice, good choice. Okay, so, Jared, question for you in the really easy. Who won the national championship in 2022? Kansas. Yes, that is correct. Kansas is the right answer there. You got your really easy right. Congratulations. We're moving on to the sizzling 16. Which Woo! prize are you uh, most stoked for?
0: I I am most excited to have, like, a real matchup. <laughs> um, I've listened to some of the previous matchups. They got to the hard and really hard questions. I'd like to test my skills, but I haven't had that opportunity yet. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, three and zero with two advancements. a
2: test of your skills with an exhibition matchup?
1: Ooh, it does sound Versus intriguing. I'm in for the it. The one
2: and only Nick Spring. Okay, so we, we've
1: never done this before. This won't count to your record. It'll just be an exhibition. But you and Nick are, are buds, and um, I'm, I'm good with this. So we, we do have a, an answer sheet. Nick has seen all the answers that are questions scheduled for today. But I have I have questions on another document that he has never seen. So this will not be, and it's an exhibition, so I have no reason to you know let him cheat or anything to begin yeah. with. Well, I mean, I want to win. Okay. Do you guys want to do this? You want to do a matchup against each other just for Absolutely. funsies? Absolutely. Okay. I like it. Um, well, I will give Jared the choice here if he wants to go first or second against Nick.
0: I'll go first.
1: Okay. So Jared, first up for you. Actually, let's not even start in the really easy. Yeah, I let's wanna... just go to the easy. Let's okay. just go to the easy. You want to go straight to the easy? Yeah. All right, let's Perfect. see.
2: I'm gonna lose and embarrass myself.
1: Um, we will start here. Uh okay, Jared's going first. What year was Danny Manning's final NCAA tournament at Kansas?
0: Oh boy. <laughs> My question in my head is, did he stay another year after the title? I'm not sure. I'm going to go 88. Yep. 1988.
1: That is the correct answer there. All right. Nick. That was a close one, Jared. What year was Mario Chalmers' final NCAA tournament at Kansas? Hmm.
2: Having the same issues as Jared. (laughs) Come on. I'm going to guess 2008.
1: That is yeah. correct. 2008 was the right answer. Here we go.
2: we heating up. I would have been disappointed in you if you would have uh, got that one wrong. That's for sure. I would sure. have been disappointed in myself. Yeah. I mean, how am I supposed to be the arbiter of this of this contest if I'm just bad? I don't know.
0: Yeah. That would have been a tough look.
2: Yeah. Very tough. Okay.
1: Um, let's see. Moving on to the uh, medium round of questions. I'm trying not to use anything that we have today. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, this one for you, Jared. Kansas lost 68-61 to 61 in the 2011 Maui Invitational Final to what sixth-ranked ACC opponent? Duke. Yep, Duke. I think Tyshawn Taylor had like a billion turnovers. Okay, that, that might not be an exaggeration. I think it was like 10. Um, <laughs> I can't okay. remember. Yeah. yeah. Nick. In December of that same season, so the 2011 2012 season, okay. Kansas took down what second ranked team out of the Big Ten? 78 67. Mm.
2: I will guess Ohio State.
1: That is right. Took Let's down Jared Solinger along the way. All right, you guys are moving up to the hard round. Good job. Nick's going to pick up the music here. And now let's get to some pre two thousand stuff for both of you. Oh no. All right, Jared. In KU's nineteen ninety-six Elite Eight loss to Syracuse, what junior guard led the Jayhawks with 21 points? Jock Vaughn. Yep, Jock Vaughn, oh. the correct answer. Wow. Okay. So this Big is poll. this is good for Jared because now even yes. though you know, he's getting through the sizzling 16 and the record's only going to say 3-0. and People know. People know that he knows some of his stuff. Okay, yeah. All good. right, Nick. Yeah. Let's see if you know your stuff. I don't. One, one game prior in the 1996 Sweet 16, Kansas beat Arizona and were led by what freshman who had a team high 20 points? Would that have been, that have been Paul Pierce? Is that an answer or a question? Yes, Paul Pierce. Yes, it is Paul Pierce. Let's go. All okay. All right. I think those uh, were really medium hard. End of, of yeah. Hard questions, those were not that hard, okay. hard. questions. that's
2: okay. We definitely had a you lot harder hard hard
1: That's all that matters. All right, we're gonna go to the really hard round. I'm gonna just gonna scoot all the way down on my question seat. We're gonna see what we find. <laughs> okay, this will be a, a, a relatively new one. This will be a fun one. Jared, okay. for you. Who wore number twelve on the 2022 to 23 Kansas Jayhawks?
0: Oh my goodness. 2022. So this past year. So this past year. year. Yeah. Oh man
2: I think I know this one mm. Not the humble brag but.
0: If he
1: gets it wrong it's, I'll let you follow up
0: It's um, Evers
2: That is correct
1: That's what I thought it was too. I think it might be pronounced Evers But I, I don't know I, Wilder uh, Evers Either way You got it right Alright so you got a really hard right Boom Good job
2: That doesn't count though Officially
1: No that's, ah. a, that's what sucks <laughs> Sucks for you You, you hit a 500 foot home run In batting practice <laughs> Okay, uh, Nick, who wore number twelve on the 2016 to 2017 Kansas Jayhawks basketball team?
2: So I'm guessing that'd have been another walk-on. I would think. Yeah, I don't know. Uh.
1: Oh. Tucker Vang. That is correct. Oh, Let's go. Wow, Tucker a good Vang. Get. What a pull for you, Nick. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, do you want to keep going? I almost feel like we should just call this a draw. It's an exhibition. It draw? You both hit it really hard. I'm fine with that. Okay. 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 I'm riding on a high right now. Yeah, Test, there we go. We both, we both tested our metal and you both and did it's well be a draw. no need to mess up from here you just call it you're undefeated from there well I, that was fun I, I, I'm glad we got to get some questions in even though yeah, uh, yeah. you know the, the, the opponent didn't show up there but uh, I guess Jared in the end congrats man you're moving on to the sizzling 16 and uh, we'll see you next week thank you all right, so Jared advances. We have another fun one coming up in the 23rd Street Brewery region. Nathaniel Albedo versus Chris Freeman, a 9-16 matchup. Once again, one of our title sponsors, Johnny's Tavern. In 2023, Johnny's Tavern is celebrating its 70th anniversary, and they have all sorts of specials coming to your local Johnny's. The original location in North Lawrence is going to be having a 70th anniversary celebration, too. And, of course, there's now 13 locations for whatever your local Johnny's is, from Topeka to the newest store in Raymore, Missouri. You can now even try their new beer, The blue-collar lager, a beer you can only get at Johnny's that's brewed by Free State Brewing Company. All right, uh, back we go to the uh, 23rd Street Brewery region with the winner of this taking on Brian Rainey. Let's get into the matchup. This is a not normal, but, you know, it's normal this year, uh, 9-16 matchup, Nathaniel Abeda and Chris Freeman. And for both these players, they are newcomers into RCST trivia here in the 23rd Street Brewery region and in the case of both of them they had a heck of a debut both of them won their first round matchup going five and one in questions chris let's start with you you took out our defending champion in tyler that's got to raise the bar that's got to raise the expectations here what, what are your expectations now moving forward in this tournament
0: i don't know i i still feel pretty fortunate to get through that first round um happen to know all the questions except for the very hard
1: only because um i remember the games that those questions pertain to uh so I, I think it's very likely i'll get
0: a question that i'm not familiar with today
1: well nathaniel you too went five and one in your trivia debut you, you took down an eight seed in russell in the first round you move on to the second round here uh, what are your feelings about the rest of the tournament now
2: I'm excited to see how this match is going
1: to go today We'll see how it goes, I guess Alright, well uh, Chris, you are the lower seed So do you want to go first or do you want to go second? Second Okay, so Nathaniel, you are going to be up first We're starting the really easy round of questions What is the last name of this former Jayhawk? Frank M
2: Mason
1: Yep, Frank Mason works there. Again, if you can think of somebody that I didn't think of, that would work too. But Frank Mason, the one we were going for there. Alright, Chris, your first really easy question. What is the last name of this former Jayhawk? Joel E. Embiid. That's right. Joel Embiid is the correct answer. Alright, on to the easy round of questions. Back to you, Nathaniel. Name this 2017 to 2018. AP first team All American sharp shooting guard for Kansas?
2: Devontae Graham.
1: That is right. Yeah, a lot of info packed into that one quick sentence. Devontae Graham was the correct answer. Chris, for you, name this 2019 to 2020 AP second team All American speedy guard for Kansas. Dotson. Yep, Devon Dotson, the right one there. We've had a couple people trip up on Dotson this year, but that time you're able to get it. All right, on to the medium round we go. Back to you, Nathaniel. Who was the only team to beat Kansas twice in the 2011 to 2012 season?
2: 2011-2012. Hmm. I'm going to guess... 10 seconds. Baylor.
1: Mm. The key there was 2012. They were lost in the title game to Kentucky. Kentucky also beat them in the regular season in the... Uh, I forget if it was the Champions Classic or some tournament or something. NIT, something like that. All right, Chris, you got a chance to uh, move on and be the first 16 seed ever in RCST Trivia to make the Sizzling 16. Chris... Among KU's five NCAA tournament wins in 2012, who was the one team they beat earlier that regular season to? Ohio State. That's right. They beat Ohio State in the Final Four. They beat them in the regular season as well. And so, Chris, you're moving on here. Uh, Chris, let's start with this. If you would have had the other question that Nathaniel got, would you have answered that correctly?
0: Yes, it took me uh, a moment because I was thinking of Baylor, but yes, it was uh, Kentucky.
1: And Nathaniel, if you would have got the other one there about Ohio State, would you have answered that correctly?
2: Yeah, and I should have asked for clarification on the year on the first question. I, in my mind, I thought you said 10 to 11, so uh, I wasn't even thinking about the national championship year.
1: Yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. Feel free to ask me questions if if anybody's listening to this about trivia to clarify any parts of the question, the whole thing, whatever it is. Uh, But Nathaniel, I don't hold your head uh, low at all. I mean, you made a hell of a trivia debut here. You go seven and two on questions in your first year. Um, I I hope you come back next year and I I think you'll be stronger and, and better than ever next year with probably a higher seed next to your name.
2: Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. It's been great fun. Thanks for having me.
1: Love it. Well, Chris, you're the first 16 seed to make the sizzling 16. What what does that mean to you?
2: Oh, it, it, it feels great.
1: You know, uh, I may or may not have been kissed before my 16th birthday, but this 16 is <laughs> a lot sweeter and more sizzling. <laughs> there we go. Well, guys, I appreciate the time. And uh, Chris, see you next week, man. Bye. All right. So, Chris, advancing on, and uh, that was certainly a tough one. It's tough, too, in those medium-round questions because – You know, in theory, the one that Chris Scott is narrowing it down to five options, whereas the one that Nathaniel is more open-ended. But if we would have added the qualifier, the season they lost in the title game, then immediately you think of, oh, they lost the title game to Kentucky, and then it becomes kind of a one-of-one moment. So kind of tough there, but if you would have thought through, obviously he, he... sounded like he misheard the question. Nathaniel clearly knows his stuff, so it just kind of sucks for him. The guy
2: who's going to be a much higher seed next year.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. All right. uh, One of our title sponsors, RCST Trivia, is 23rd Street Brewery. This was in the 23rd Street Brewery region. Great spot to watch all the games. Check out the outdoor patio. Obviously, it's been kind of rainy today, but good for most of the summer with the heating up weather. They've got great service, great beer great food check them out in lawrence with 23rd street brewery we have one more trivia matchup we're going to get to today the other one we're going to have to push till friday this is rcst trivia on klwn depend on it (laughs) Last trivia matchup of the day coming up. Though we'll have time for KU Baseball starts in a little bit. It is a 5-13 matchup in the Pella Windows and Doors region. Our, uh, one of our title sponsors is Riverat Print and Skate. Riverat has screen printing and a skate shop, embroidery and promo products available with art and logo creation. They're KU licensed, so you can get KU stuff there that you think of. They have skateboards, longboards, paddleboards, and safety gear. Large selection of shoes and apparel from well-known skate brands. They can help you out with custom apparel like our trivia shirts and hat. Follow them on Instagram and uh, at River Rat Skate Shop or Rat River underscore rat underscore print for the print shop and give them a call at 785 371 1660. Into our final matchup of the day. Yep. So the five seed Chris Yurchak, six and three on matchups 27 and eight on questions. Two sizzling 16s trying to make a third. Mitch Loomis, or we should say Coach Loomis, uh, one and oh on trivia matchups with his trivia debut last matchup. And he went four and o. he won in the hard round. So nice trivia debut. Uh, I, I, I want to just keep calling you Coach. I, I like that. It's it's fun for me. Um, coach uh, Loomis, you coach at Tonganoxie. You guys are in the middle of, I'd imagine, the end of your regular season, sub state, upcoming stuff like that. Is that a distraction at all to get ready for trivia here?
0: This is uh, a, a nice little getaway trivia, get my brain off of off of postseason baseball, so this is good.
1: Okay. Well, uh, Chris, I, I love you changed your Zoom name to Goodbye Ernest, which was certainly a talking point today on uh, RCST. Um, so take me through. You've been to two sizzling 16s. Your experience here, what does it take to get over the hump from this round to the uh, the next game?
2: Well, it's just how the questions fall. I You know, I've missed a lot of questions in these runs, just happened to miss them at the same time as my opponents. and. Yeah keep the pedal down and move on to the next question, but a lot of luck involved
1: in this tournament Yeah. Well, you're wearing the RCST Trivia T-shirt and the winner of this is going to get a Trivia T-shirt a Street Brewery gift card and tickets to some Sporting KC two games. Uh, Mitch Loomis Coach Loomis, you are the uh, underdog, the lower seed, whatever you want to call it, so would you want to go first or do you want to go second? Uh, I'll do second again. Okay, if it ain't broke don't fix it. Chris, you were up first starting in the really easy round Chris, in 1988, what school became the first team with double-digit losses to win a national title? Kansas. That's right. That was a fun one. All right, Coach Loomis, for you. In 1988, what school became the first unranked team to win a national title? Kansas. That's right. Don't know how you guys both got to that one. Uh, Okay, that's why those were really easy. Onto the easy category of things, back to you, Chris. This, or I'm sorry, what Jayhawk guard earned AP All-America second team honors in the 2009 to 2010 season?
2: Sharon Collins.
1: Yep, Sharon, second team All-American that year. I can't remember if the year before he was first or second team. Nonetheless, uh, coach, for you. What Jayhawk guard earned AP All-America third-team honors in the 2002 to 2003 season? Kirk Heinrich. Yep. They had all sorts of great big men around those years. Kirk was the All-American guard to pair them with. All right, you guys, I'm mowed through the first two rounds of answers. Move up to the medium round. Head back to you, Chris. Name one of the two schools that Kansas assistant Joe Dooley was a head coach at.
2: Florida Gulf
1: Coast. Yep, Florida Gulf Coast and East Carolina were the two answers that you had there. All right, Coach, for you. Other than being an interim head coach at Kansas... What other school has Norm Roberts been a head coach at?
0: I really have no idea, unfortunately, so I'm going to guess. Ten
1: seconds. Rutgers. Mm. ah you're in the right right neck of the woods the correct answer is st john's Uh, he was a head coach at st john's previously so uh, a tough one to lose on um coach though i mean this is a heck of a debut for you You get to the second round you get an advancement you go what six and one on questions overall uh what are your thoughts on on your first entrance in trivia this year
0: no it was a lot of fun uh, I w- should have picked first I would have known the Joe Dooley one but uh, I, it's like he said that's how it goes So,
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's not a perfect way of deciding the the champion but it's sort of like the NCAA tournament in that way sometimes the, the questions don't go your way the ball doesn't bounce your way uh, but if you keep coming back sometimes it will and sometimes you will go on those deep runs because you clearly know your stuff Chris meanwhile you're headed to your third sizzling 16 does this one feel better worse the same than the other ones
2: Um, maybe a little worse knowing that I'm going up against Eric next week. Well,
1: Well, I guess you get to play the, uh, underdog role and you're getting another trivia t-shirt. So, uh, would you like to say goodbye to Ernest in any way on the radio?
2: Um, goodbye, Ernest. You were a lot of fun to play, uh, see on the team. We'll miss the lobs. I think you got probably triple the verticality that Hunter Dickinson has. Uh, good luck at your next stop though.
1: All uh, right, well, guys, I appreciate the time, and uh, Chris, see you next week. Thanks, guys. Okay, so fun one to finish. We do have one more trivia matchup we recorded today, but uh, we didn't have time for it. We got to get out of the way for KU Baseball, so we'll air that matchup uh, that occurred earlier in tomorrow and then we're supposed to have five tomorrow there's no way we're going to get to all of them the rest of those will air on uh, Monday show but that'll do it for this edition of rcst you can check out anything you missed on the best of rcst podcast stick around though ku baseball at samford with pregame 350 first pitch at four o'clock comes at you next this is klwn
2: depending Thanks for listening to the Best of RCST podcast. And a reminder, you can catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 live on KLWN in Lawrence, 101.7 FM, 1320 AM, or anywhere you're online at klwn.com or the KLWN app. Thanks for listening.